Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. I shared from 1 Kings chapter 17 this morning about how to tap into the anointing, how to connect with the anointing in giving. You know, there are many ways to connect with the anointing. The anointing is a supernatural equipment to get the job done. The anointing makes a difference. Amen. How many of you want to see the supernatural in your finances? Amen. So how do you tap into the supernatural, which is the anointing, in the area of your finances? So go with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. I'm going to show you another way or another story. And I'm going to show you something. I don't think I've ever shared it this way, but it really came to me to, you know, when you, there's so many, you know, you, you preach on a passage, I don't know, probably, I've, I've preached on it a hundred times, maybe more, you know, but I want to show something, I want to show you something, yeah, there you go, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, like a hurdle track meet, I have to jump over hurdles and Preach above the noise. It's going to be a revival, so you're going, to need, you're going to need to learn how to hurdle over bodies. Preach above the noise, you know. But sometimes I put, I do the laying on of feet. That's a new one. It's like letting air out of a, a balloon. And... All right. Jesus. All right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Second Kings chapter 4. How to connect with the anointing. One way, one of the ways, one of the main ways, of course, to connect with the anointing is in the area of giving. Now, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. You know, there's they used to have this thing called indentured servant to servants, right? You had to pay off the debt by serving. And um, so this guy, you know, one of the prophets, I guess he was non-profit because he left the family in debt. But anyhow, so, but they're about to come take the two sons. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? You know, you have to understand now, Elisha, is a prophet. So when he says, what shall I do for you? It's like he's asking her. Like, I, I was, I didn't do that with everybody. By the way, we had 34 people baptized this morning. It was phenomenal. I mean, who, were, who were baptized? It was amazing. But I didn't do it with everybody. But as with some of the ones I was baptizing, I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit. What do you believe in God for right now? Like, because remember, I told people to connect with the anointing 
in the water baptism that it's a point of contact for you to release your faith and you know you don't want to just just go in the water i just want to go go in the water no you gotta you gotta have a you gotta have something you believe in for faith what do you believe in god for you know what, what are you expecting you know wh why are you here in the because some of them were being rebaptized, and i felt prompted by the spirit of god to ask them and they would tell me and and so you gotta you know so he what do you want me to do for you what shall i do for you i mean that's that's a question that requires a response and that response right I mean, you know, look, a blind man came to Jesus and Jesus could see he's not blind. So he could see the man's blind. What do you want me to do for you? Well, I'm, duh, he's blind. No, what do you want me to do for you? He had to verbalize. Could he, he could have said, I'd like a sandwich. He said, no, I want to see and be on to you according to your faith. Right. So what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Isn't that interesting? What do you have in the house? Well, come on. You know I'm in debt. They're about to take my two sons. I have nothing in the house. That, why do you think you're here? No, I'm not here just to... See, God's not obligated to meet anybody's needs. Because people say all the time, if God's so good, why is there poverty? Because people are not in faith. There's so much sin. There's so much corruption. You know, if God's so good, you know, why do people murder each other? Because people have a free will. And they choose to sin. God's not going to stop people from sinning. Do you understand me? And then, of course, people make the blanket statement, well, God's in control. If he was in control, no, he's not in control. If he was in control, you'd be tithing. If he was in control, you'd be doing things the right way. No, people have a free will, right? So what do you have in the house? It's like, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing. It's always interesting. They always say we have nothing. We have nothing but five loaves and two fish. We have nothing except a little jar of oil and a little bin of flour. We have nothing. We have nothing in the house but a jar of oil in this case. And then there's always something. And that something is the seed. And so seed is how you connect. Seed is how you connect with the anointing that causes the seed to multiply and turn into a harvest that the harvest of blessing shall abound to your account now watch this i want to show you something again i i don't think i've ever shared it this way but this really was concerning this story this is what was really quickened in my spirit then he said go borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors empty vessels do not gather just a few now listen to this those neighbors had to give for her miracle. So you never know whose miracle you're giving for. You're sitting here, you think you're giving for your miracle, but you're also giving for somebody else's miracle. You don't know whose life is going to be changed because of your giving. Because all those neighbors had to give willingly, freely, all those empty vessels. Somebody's out there with a little jar of oil. They've come to the end of themselves and you're sitting here and you're giving and you're sowing. 
into this ministry, into this church, and what we're doing here on the vision, and you have no idea whose miracle you're giving for. Those 34 people being baptized today, people on the floor, lives being changed. I mean, your giving, your seed, your offering is the empty vessel that's causing a miracle and a supernatural overflow in the lives of many, many, many people. You don't even know somebody's going to show up here on a Wednesday night service for the first time. Somebody's going to show up here next Sunday morning for the first time and their life is going to be totally radically changed. And you're giving, you, you're the one who's providing those empty vessels that are going to be filled. So that's why it's not just about you. And I believe that there's a reason why a lot of people also never see a breakthrough because it's just their giving is only for themselves. But we are giving, we're giving into the greater vision of the kingdom of God, what God wants to do. Come on, somebody. And there's so many people that depend on our giving. Because in a sense, this church is the empty vessel. This building is the empty vessel that the oil is poured into. And people come into this empty vessel and the, the oil is poured on them. And hallelujah, the oil, oil, the fresh oil is being poured on their heads. And the oil, the balm of Gilead flows on them and they receive the healing and the deliverance and the touch of God. So we have a responsibility to, to sow into this vision. Because you have no idea whose miracle you're giving into. There are people, there's people that I don't even, I didn't even know you two months ago. Now you're in Bible school, you know, getting baptized. There's people here I didn't even know a month ago. There's people that I, I just met six months ago. There's people I just met less than a year ago. And look at what God's doing in their lives. Who's going to come into this house here in 2024? Who's going to be watching online here in 2024? And God's going to touch their life because of our giving. Because we are sustaining by our sowing into this vision. We're contributing to this vision. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So maybe you're just a neighbor tonight who's just giving a pot. Maybe you're one of the neighbors who's giving a bucket. Maybe you're one of the neighbors who's giving a jar. But you are a part of so many miracles. And guess what? Every single miracle that happens in this house, every single soul that's saved, every single person that's baptized, you're a part of it. It's all going to your account. All of it, all of this is going into your, it's not just my account, it's all of your account, our account together. I never looked at it from the perspective of those neighbors. But tonight I'm just prompted, quickened by the Holy Ghost. That word, all your neighbors, just jumped out of the page. All your neighbors. Jesus asked the question, who's your neighbor? Look to your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor.
There are some neighbors that have been sowing into this vision for a long time, and you're actually the harvest. You're actually the miracle of their giving. Come on. Some of you, some of you all started with me and Pastor Rose way back on Jog Road. Look around you, all these miracles. Some of you were here at the building dedication of this facility. Think about it. Neighbor. And don't gather just a few. That's why I'm not interested in gathering just a few. I want as many as possible. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and then pour it into all those vessels that the neighbors gave <laughs> and set aside the full ones. I've been setting aside the full ones now here going on six and a half years. Any full ones here tonight who've been set aside? <laughs> <laughs> Some of you came in here, you were just such a dirty vessel. We cleaned you out, scrubbed you. I mean, some of you, we had to scrub. We pour in the water of the word and scrub. And then we had to use some, a lot of fire, but you became, you became a, a vessel of honor. You showed up, you were a vessel of dishonor. We poured in the oil, the wine, the word, the water. And you've been cleansed by the blood, washed by the word, and you, beca you became a vessel of honor. And the, and the Lord's pouring that oil in that precious, holy, holy anointing oil is being poured into you. And you're full. Set aside the full ones. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And, and there's going to be somebody that's going to show up here. I mean, that vessel, that pot is just so nasty, full of crud. They're going to get cleaned up in this place and God's going to pour the oil in. Hallelujah. I remember how some of you showed up here and what God's done in you. Come on, somebody. Some of you, 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 were the, you, you, you were the beat up pot they threw into the junkyard. We pulled you right out of the junkyard. Some of you, we pulled out of the dumpster. Some of you, you were buried, buried in the sand. Some of you were buried six feet under. We pulled you out. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Some of you we had to rescue from. You, 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 were that con, you were that little thing being used in a religious ceremony somewhere. We had to rescue. We had to rescue. They were burning incense in you and doing all kinds of weird stuff and smoke. You were that little thing with the smoke. We had to rescue you. Hallelujah. You, you were the one at the door where people dipped their finger into and did the whole thing. Some of you, you were, you were like a pitcher full of beer where somebody was chugging to get wasted. Some of y'all were the shot glasses. Now you're, you're vessels of honor. Hallelujah. Shut the door. Shut the door behind you. That's why I tell people getting baptized to say, we're shutting the door behind you today. We're shutting the door behind you. It's nothing to go back to. We're shutting the door behind you. Hallelujah. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full and then she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. And the oil ceased. Man, I cannot imagine coming to that day when there's not an empty vessel that we can pour into. Because the oil keeps flowing as long as there's an empty vessel. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go and sell all the oil. Pay your debt. She said, I don't know how to do it. She, he said, go to the Kingdom Business Fellowship. Pastor Cor will teach you how to start a business. Prophet and Sons Oil Company. And you and your sons live on the rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, she went from having nothing, losing her husband, to becoming a businesswoman. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Well, there's hope for everybody. And that was in a time where women basically didn't operate businesses. So think about that. What a supernatural thing that was. But I was just prompted with the neighbors tonight. Sometimes you're not the woman with the last jar of oil, but you're the neighbor. You're the neighbor who's sowing into somebody else's miracle. And guess what? Every one of those neighbors, every one of those neighbors became a part of the miracle. So you're going to be a part of somebody's miracle. 
Somebody you haven't even met yet. Somebody's going to walk in these doors next week, next month, month after, and then their life is going to be radically changed because you The year of restoration. It's the year of God's, God's restoring some vessels this year. I like watching those restoration things on YouTube. You know, they find these things, it's all rusted and full of crud, and they restore it. It's exactly what God's doing. He's restoring. He's restoring. Who's your neighbor? The one that contributes to your miracle, contributes to the restoration, contribute, contributes to the turnaround, contributes to the breakthrough. That's your neighbor. So be a good neighbor. Hallelujah. Howdy, neighbor. When it's all said and done, when we get to the other side, the only thing that matters is the lives that have been changed. The greater impact we make on this side through our service of the kingdom and giving into the kingdom and praying into the kingdom and sharing the gospel and winning souls and hallelujah. He really needed this. Brother Mike Hansen, don't try to jump. You're going to hit your head on, onto, on the chair. You're under the chair right now. Don't try to jump. You're going to hit your head on the bottom of the chair. If, I, if I'm not careful, he's going to try to jump and run. He's going to smack his head in the... The anointing is going to make a way for you. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. When we talked on Friday, I mean, I was driving. You did a lot of the talking. It was in traffic. I listened. We prayed, but I was waiting because I didn't really have anything. But, you know, it's like when I get under the anointing, then I, get, I got the word when I got under the anointing. 
I got under the anointing. I got the word. That's what you, you got to get under the anointing to get a word. And don't, don't receive a word that doesn't come from the anointing. Amen. You know, some words are like people passing gas. They had too much spicy taco. And then they give you a word. It comes out of spicy taco. So I, I, you know, I, I'd rather not say anything. If I, if I, you know, whatever has to come from the anointing. They had too much pepperoni pizza. It's a pizza revelation. When you get under the anointing, man, it comes. It comes to you. And it'll come to you as well. It'll come to you. You get under the anointing, the word of the Lord will come to you. Hallelujah. That's why it's so vital. She said, she said to you know Elisha, come help me. Elisha's like, okay, what do you want me to do for you? What do you have in the house? Because you can't start with what you don't have. You're going to start with what you have. And many people look at what they have and they despise the day of small beginnings. That's why you should never despise the day of small beginnings. You are not, right now, you're not where you're going to be. Thank God. The only way from here is up. The only way from here is forward. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.